My name is Sand. That is not my given name. But I have decided to renounce my family forever, and their atrocities. This is the story of how I escaped and left behind my twin brother. Day one. Most of my entries will be quite short, as surviving on this beautiful but deadly island requires quite a lot of effort. I have gone to great lengths to preserve this book and ink that I hastily packed with me. Leaving my family and the entire House of Doom felt like a nearly impossible task, but fortune favors the foolish and ill-prepared. A brief recount of how I escaped. I know someone will read this one day, as I have taken great lengths to ensure that someone will find me one day. I am too valuable. Or rather, it is. More about that in a moment. My name is Sand. It's the first thing I saw when I walked out of the surf at 16 years old. I knew I needed to leave behind my past forever. The House of Doom was preparing for another invasion. The Abyss has become untenable for all three houses to coexist, and Doom being the weakest of the three, they were forced to reside in secret locations scattered across the planes of existence by the Tirnanog. It was six days ago since I left. The hardest part was leaving my twin brother, Stormblade. Storm couldn't leave. The fates decreed that his thread would change the course of House Doom forever. Thus, their life has been babied and sheltered. Not me. I went through the normal trials. Killed my first enemy bound when I was four, shot my first monster at eight, murdered my first target at fourteen, but it's wrong. And I know it. Storm knows it too, but he has always managed to make some sort of excuse to not participate in the trials. His his uh, eccentric nature was indulged because he had to be protected. The fate said so, but tonight is his test. He has been told that he must kill tonight. I tried to convince him to escape with me, but I couldn't even talk to him. Father wouldn't let anyone near. Mother knew I was going to escape. She doesn't approve, of course, but only because she'll miss me. She would prefer a more settled way of living, but would never disrespect father, but I left. And I took it with me. I can already feel its power, but it was worth it. This island is beautiful. I know that I won't be here very long, but who can be sad or, or think about that on such a beautiful island? There's already so many interesting things to see. A beautiful parrot has been following me around. It has these beautiful red feathers with this golden color on its belly. I think I'm gonna call it Dante. I, I read the name in a book once and really liked it. I'd lie if I said I wasn't lonely here. It's a strange place and I can already tell that there's some dangerous creatures on the island, but I made my choice, and I still believe it was the right one. Day four. It's been a crazy couple days. I've tried to locate a source of fresh water, because after shelter, that's the most important thing. The first couple days were rough, and I didn't have the energy to write. I spent the whole day searching. But I finally found it. Away from this cliff, about a mile and a half to the north, there's a hot springs. A hot springs on an island in the middle of the ocean. I, 
I have to wait for the water to cool down, of course, but now I, at least I know that there's a source of fresh water whenever I need it. Next, I'm going to find a sustainable source of food besides the fruit growing around and make my home a little bit more livable. Day 7. Terrible thunderstorms today, and about two miles away on the other side of the island, some trees caught on fire from the lightning. Thankfully, the rain put it out pretty quickly, but still, I can't imagine what would happen if the entire island burned down. Getting really tired of eating insects. Hope I find a source of fresh food soon. Day 10. I found so many fish! They started just hatching. Thousands, literally thousands of them. At the point in the middle of the, of the crescent shape. I put as many in my coat as I could and carried them back to my cliff house. I should probably come up with a name for it. Dante's been helping me a lot. Like, actually helping me. Showing me where different fruits and vegetables are on the island. He seems to understand everything I say. Or maybe I'm just going crazy. Day 11. Huh, you get to hear from me so soon. <laughs> Tonight was the first moment where I knew that I was going to be okay. I finally finished smoking almost 50 salmon. I was laying by my fire looking up at the stars, exhausted but happy. And that's when I saw it. I think I read about it in a book once. I'd only heard of a shooting star. But soon there were hundreds of them. Is this what it's been like? To just live a life without having to worry about proving yourself to random foreign dignitaries that come to visit and collecting as many heirlooms as possible and proving the family name to random people I've never met. It was so beautiful. I stayed up all night and slept in late into the morning just to watch it. Day 14. I've been spending a lot of my time hiking around the island, trying to find, I don't know, other people, places, creatures. Maybe Dante has a friend. Uh, there's the strange altar in the center of the beach, which makes me think there are other buildings on this island, or maybe even other people hiding, although I kind of doubt it. I also found several trees with these beautiful orange circular fruits. They taste delicious. It's by the shore on the easternmost side of the island. I'll definitely be traveling back there often. Day 20. I finally found a fresh spring of cold water much closer to my house. It was hidden inside of a cave west of the cliff. Day 45. I haven't felt like writing much lately. Dante and I talk a lot, or rather, I talk a lot and he listens very well. But I met these strange creatures I'd never seen before and I had to write it down. They were like a bear, but so much more friendly shaped than I'd ever seen before. Any bears I've encountered have always struck me as something that would try to kill me immediately, but these ones just rolled around, and they ate these green sticks I'd never seen before. They looked happy, but just in case they would get angry, I didn't approach. I'll be watching them a lot, though. They're super cute. It makes me sad to think that my dad would kill them without hesitation, but... He's not here. And they're adorable. Day 57. A new friend. There is someone else living on this island, at least one other person. Today, 
I met Friendly the Bugbear. And they're very friendly. They don't actually speak, but they're able to write at a decent level. When I arrived, it was evidently winter, and they've been hibernating. So you can imagine my shock and surprise when a bugbear blinked its way out of its cave like 500 feet away from my home. Friendly has already shown me so many fantastic things, including his mushroom garden. He's going to be a wonderful friend. Friendly took me to see his raft today. He's hidden it in a cave off to the east of the island, and he's doing a pretty good job for having never built one. He's trying to get off the island to go visit his family again. Evidently, he was a passenger on board of a ship, and somehow the ship got attacked by pirates and he barely survived. His family's on a continent to the east of here, called the Circan Sanctorum, I think. Friendly has a little trouble spelling, so I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced, but uh, I think that's right. I've never even seen the ocean before this island, so I'm afraid I'm not much used to Friendly, but I'll do the best I can. Day 83. Friendly and I were exploring deep into the jungle to the north, over the mountains. We found an abandoned tunnel with steps. We decided just in case it was dangerous to come back and gather supplies before actually going into it. Dante also found an abandoned apiary, and now we have all the honey we could possibly ever need. Day 92. Some really bad rainstorms made traveling over the mountain impossible, but... Now that the, uh, the weather is clear again, we're ready to explore the staircase tunnel. I'm leaving the journal behind in case we don't make it out. Day 100. There's a whole library underneath the island. I think a city was here at one point, but I'm not exactly sure. Most of it's collapsed from, uh, earthquakes, maybe? But, uh... There's a bunch of scrolls. Most of them are destroyed, but it looks like maybe this island was a sanctuary from a giant flood at one point. Perhaps there's a whole civilization buried underneath this island. Day 133. It's been a long time since I arrived on this island. Friendly is some of the best company I could ever ask for. And Dante who reminds me of his presence by pecking me after I wrote that last sentence. I swear this parrot is one of the smartest creatures I've I've ever seen. Anyway, not a whole lot to report. Fireflies tonight, and that was really cool. Friendly helped me catch them in a jar, but like, in a safe way that didn't hurt them at all. That made me happy. Day 168. Friendly and I had to fight a giant crab today. We were just sitting on the beach enjoying a breakfast of honey and oat cakes, and out of nowhere it crawled up out of the surf and started trying to eat us. Friendly got a little injured, but he never complains. I think the official victory goes to Dante, who pecked it in the eye and made it go back into the ocean. Dante is nodding his head in approval as I write this. Day 257. I'm running out of ink at this point, and... Quite frankly, I don't feel much like writing these days. Uh, the scepter is affecting me. It's not making me evil or anything. I just, it's just harder to feel motivated. I don't know. Friendly is taking care of me on the days that I don't feel so well, and 
he, uh... He's concerned about me. Year two. It's been a long time since I wrote in this journal. Still doing okay. It felt like the anniversary of me arriving here was a good time to write here and give you a little update. Friendly and I continue to see a plethora of creatures on this island. Some kind, some a little scary, but the kind ones we make friends with and the unkind ones we either hide from or scare away. We don't like hurting anything if we can help it. I tend to garden these days from different vegetables and fruits we found around the island, and if we need something of hardier substance, Friendly's able to get it for us, but we're largely able to eat vegetarian at this point. Truth be told, I don't have a lot of energy to explore these days, and Friendly's a homebody anyway. I do feel badly. I take up a lot of Friendly's time when he takes care of me, and that time could be used towards building his rafts, but Friendly never complains. And this is a good life. It's quiet and beautiful, and you can always hear the crash of the sea. I know one day that the scepter will fulfill its end of the bargain, but until then, this is a good life. And honestly, I, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it to go back. I'm happy here, and I've got my two best friends to keep me company. Year three. I wasn't anticipating not writing in this book for a whole year, but between preserving ink and, well, starting painting and gardening and going for my walks on the beach every day and collecting seashells, I haven't really felt like writing. I have made so many animal friends, and honestly, I think they've accepted me as one of their own. Besides my short walk on the beach every day as my main exercise, sometimes Friendly goes swimming with me. Another testament to Friendly's unending patience, as bugbears traditionally hate the water, but he knows it's good for me and knows I enjoy it, and so he goes right along with me to make sure I don't go out too far or run out of energy. We have quite a myriad of friends that follow us along on our swimming adventures. Sea turtles, fish, a seal we rescued at one point from an abandoned fisherman's net, even some dolphins every once in a while. This is the best life. Year four? Okay, so it's not really my fault that I lost track of that time. Our island doesn't exactly have a clock or calendar system, and honestly, the fact that I managed to keep track of two years is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> anyway, life is wonderful. Friendly and I continue to take care of each other, or rather, Friendly takes care of me and we talk to each other. We came up with a system of hand signals for us to communicate easily and quickly, so we don't have to write anymore. Come to find out, Friendly doesn't actually remember his real name, but he remembers that he was friendly, and honestly, I think that's what's most important. It's very interesting talking to him. I think Friendly's been here for quite a while. He remembers that he's married, and he remembers that he's wildly in love with his wife. I think he may have taken a few knocks to the head when he was marooned here, and, well, he has a little trouble recalling details of who his wife is, or if he had kids, or honestly the city he's from. But we did make some major breakthroughs. 
Friendly and I, being well set up with our garden and our survival techniques, have taken up painting recently. And watching Friendly's face as he remembered and, and frantically painting over a course of 24 hours, he didn't sleep. When I fell asleep from exhaustion and then woke up to find his finished painting, he had painted the most gorgeous bugbear ever and was firmly convinced that this is his wife. So, even though his memory's a little jarred, he seems to remember her face quite clearly. I guess we always remember what we love most. It's really, it's really beautiful to watch. I mean, the more friendly and I talk and try to swap stories about our life, he knows everything about me at this point, but the, the more we talk and, and I ask him questions about his life and, and he remembers uh, pieces of it. But the way he talks about his wife, he, he can't remember her name, but he remembers her. And I'm convinced that as soon as he sees her again, it's going to be right back to where they were. Final entry. Well, I guess this is it. The scepter is finally winning this long battle. It's time to go beyond soon. Friendly has continued to take care of me as he's had these last many years. You know, stories aren't going to be told about Friendly the way they should be. Stories are always told about these great heroes and heroines who go across the world to save countless people they've never met. I want to read a story about somebody like Friendly. Somebody who just takes care of the people they love every single day. That's the kind of hero children should learn about. Whoever comes and finds me and reads this journal and takes the scepter, I can't really tell you a whole lot about it. But what I can tell you, don't lose yourself. This scepter is powerful and... I chose to lock that part of it away and not talk about it and not use it and it's eaten me alive literally. But what good is it to use power and live a life where there's no love? To put it in a dramatic way, I'd, I, I'd rather spend one day with somebody I love than a thousand years alone. A bright meteor is better than a torch that dimly burns for a thousand years. And power is only good when it's a tool to bring love into the world. I'm sad that I didn't get to see my brother again, and I miss my mother like crazy. But whoever comes to get this scepter just... just know that at the end of the day, Love, love is worth it, no matter what it costs. I named myself Sand. I knew my life was going to be temporary and poured out quickly, sifting through the hands of fate in just a moment. And now as the wind blows me away to the great beyond, there's just one thing left. Love. Love.